0: Welcome back to Transformation Thursday for part two of the Todd Gerslin episode, or yeah, this is going to be episode 101, because last week, Jamie and I did episode 100, the big celebration. Can you believe this podcast hit 100 episodes, Todd?
1: Wow, this is, wait, this is 101 right now? Yeah, this is 101. This is 101.
0: 30, is it, 30 seconds ago, it was 99, but now we're yeah, at
1: 101. Yeah, right, now, now we're Wow, this, wow, this is Transformation Tuesday?
0: Thursday, because Thursday Tuesday was already taken.
1: Oh, well, how do we get that one? We, should, we should
0: take millions it back. of dollars.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, well, we're back. That's cool. I look one on one. This that means we're about to educate. Right? We're about
0: to educate. Yeah, that's right. Well, where we left off a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about your origins in comedy, going through the pandemic, and what. We'll- Got some more of the stuff to talk about during the pandemic. Um, but we talked about silo thinking, and I think the silo thinking is a yeah. good segue into or in transformation into what the next topic and why we why we wanted to speak with you a couple years ago. Cancel culture and comedy.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> here ding 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 ding. On this corner we have Todd Gerslin. <laughs> Looks like he yelled, Show me your tits at Woodstock ninety-nine <laughs> and over here. Amy Stevens. <laughs> no. All right, three years yeah.
0: ago, had 38 nothings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's fine. We'll be fine. We'll be cool. I don't know. We'll I
0: know we will be. And I think we, we discussed this prior to coming on. I think we have more in common than what yeah, we yeah, disagree yeah, yeah. with here. Yeah. I think we have some differences and I want to walk through some situations. But just as a reminder, two years ago, before the COVID world hit, there was a little brouhaha here in rochester related to one of a former local comedy producer who's no longer on the scene and i'm going to leave that there for obvious reasons who banned the use of the of the r word
1: oh yeah that's right
0: and yep i i understand some of the things you say but i also understand where that former producer's coming from. So let's, and then we're, we'll bridge this into Dave Chappelle, which which we've spoken about here <sighs> on the podcast a few times. But like let's it's start with like
1: William Buckley shit. Tonight, over here we have <laughs> the PC gal, and over here we have the scumbag heroin addict who is going to say he can say anything on stage. Ah. <laughs> All right, let's go. That's
0: the best William Buckley I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, tonight we're first. We're gonna go over here, <sighs> Miss Amy. You lead first. Can you say the R word, yes or no? No.
0: I think I think I think I may give the old nursing home answer. It depends.
1: Oh God! Wow. Well, it seems she let off with a, a pun tonight in her corner. <laughs> Two points. For Miss Stevens, for the pun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it does depend though. You're right. It does. What does it
0: uh, depend on? I mean, for okay, you.
1: OK, so here's what it is. Um, for instance, I've gone to 98% of the open mics since uh, COVID, since they've been back. Right? It's nice to seeing everybody. It is, and everybody's been mad supportive. This scene in good old Rochester, New York has been the most supportive and fun it's been since I've been doing comedy. No, I'm not saying that's because there's people missing from it, you know what I mean? I'm just, I don't know what it is, but it's been really supportive. And yep. how? guess how many times out of all the mics I've gone to, I've heard the R word said on stage.
0: I would say less than five.
1: Less than that. Yeah. I mean one or rarely. two maybe. So then I ask you, is it worth coming out with a Facebook post that's like Abra today we shall no longer say the R word at the open mic? You know what I mean? Like, dude, did you really need to do all of that? I mean like it rarely it was more about him saying I shall speed lead the way I will lead the way for, you know, and show the way. And meanwhile, I will text girls to show me that it is. Come on, you know, it. All right, I'm sorry, I'm going off.
0: No, I like laugh. it. I, I mean, I love your Abraham Lincoln. I'm sure he <laughs> sounded nowhere 24 near. Twenty four
1: texts and thirty two titties ago. I, all right. But, you know he what he did was gross. You know what I mean? We know it. But yeah, and I mean, and, and and how can you then say if that person what they did was gross was not also using his power in that the small amount for a dumbass open mic as as a little bit of power too.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and I understand both I sides probable. of this. No, and I, I think, and I think the post was ill-conceived, but I also understand where he was coming from with that. And But let's use the example. So he no longer hosts this mic, but this mic continues, and it's come back since COVID. Um, restrictions have been lifted here in Monroe County. And the other night, there was a new comic, never oh, seen the guy. wait, wait, are
1: you talking about the one that I was with you at? Yeah. When we were together. The the guy that wanted the very.
0: Yeah. I was with my partner. Yep.
1: Your partner. Yeah. And. Oh yeah. That that dude was. Okay. See.
0: Mr. Minority. Mr. I'm out looking for quote unquote. This is his quote. This is not my words. This is offensive as fuck. (laughs) I'm out (laughs) looking for minority pussy. That's what he was—the minority pussy guy. Yeah, well, he and I mean, Andrew Andrew Dice Clay called me after his after that said said he didn't even want
1: those jokes back. He was offended. He was was like, "Hey, what the? (laughs) They can't do that anymore. (laughs) This is 2021. Oh, you can't." But he was the prince of comedy. That guy came. He drove up from like hours to come to Corning, uh, I think. Corning.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I heard Elmira. Uh, same thing. Same is it's kind of the same vibe, right? Same like shithole right next door. Yeah, they've got nicer like glassware up and up there. Yes, same shithole, different pile. But uh, you know, but okay, offensive and but. Uh, I'm not. I
0: shouldn't say it. Southern Tier's not
1: a shithole, but. No, but come on, I ain't got relatives like hi there. I'm like, you know what I mean? It's not, It's like literally an hour away. Like, hi there how the fuck do you talk like that and literally you live an hour away? You know what I mean? That's. Yeah. It gets pretty. It gets pretty rednecky.
0: But that guy was offensive would you call um, that offensive
1: i would call it uh, oh yeah uh, if i was to sit here at, you know as a human yes it's like what's everything he was saying was so offensive but as a comedian watching him being a horrible comedian up there saying that was hilarious it was so bad and so funny and everybody knew they were somewhat safe like it was mostly all comedians that kind of knew each other and we were all kind of looking at each other like I feel like, and more nodding to each other and laughing that of how ridiculous it was.
0: Well, yeah, and so... that dude's
1: not going to go... He, he he might never show up to that again. I mean, especially... Were you there? Like, I told him, I was yeah. like, I, I hope, like, Prince, you die of a fentanyl overdose or some shit. Uh, and... <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but don't send me hate mail, Prince fans. Oh, yeah. um, you know, so he's not going to come back. If he does, he's going to eventually either, like get laughed out of the place not in good laugh but like you know r- ridiculed or he'll work and get better and realize oh man cuz some t- here's the thing and I, I don't mean to go off, but here's the thing: is in your, sometimes in your own head, if you've never tried comedy, in in your mind you're like, "Dude, that would kill!" Oh my god! I'll put a gold chain out there. I'll shave my head. I'll go out there and I'll pretend to be some like you know, like sexist, racist pig that's trying to. And in his mind, from Elmira, you know what I mean. While his mom's feeding the the pigs and his daddy's fucking drunk on the sleeping on the couch, he thinks this is a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he gets there and tries it out, and it's not. So and I'm not, I think he should be allowed at an open mic the room to bomb his ass off.
0: Well, and he did bomb his ass off. And what was the reaction to it? I mean, the following comics did what? They basically, they laughed, they roasted his ass.
1: I, oh, yeah. I mean, like, you, at that point, if you're really trying to be a comedian, like, you Kind of have to at least point. You can't just. It was very thick. The energy, the the vibe, whatever you want to call it, in there was thick. After we all like "Mm -hmm," so. Yeah, of course, we all kind of had to say something about it, and, um, and I. think that that's kind of like a nod between comics also saying is recognizing we all got each other's backs and how ridiculous that is. And hopefully that dude is somewhat smart enough to understand like he's being roasted because it's douchey. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting two, maybe he's not, I don't know. But
0: I, I don't know how smart this guy is because then he goes up to one of our black comics, female black comics, and says, why did, why, why were you guys ripping on me? Why 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 What was wrong with my set? He's like, he had no concept of why he was being roasted after he got done?
1: Yeah, that, when guess because, because his, his bubble. I'm sure his little tiny bubble of Elmira, fucking Corning, wherever, is like, that's goddamn funny, Stephen. Oh my God, do it again. Do it for aunt, Do it for Auntie. Do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you get. I'm sure that's what it's like. But then you know you get there, and it's like we're like, what the? F-? You know what I mean? Like they're just kind of stuck in 1980s. Uh, it, I don't know I feel like I'm generalizing I don't like hate doing that with all people anywhere
0: well no but at least this guy I mean he's stuck in 1985
1: yeah I mean unless he was so advanced that we just didn't get it Uh, maybe that maybe 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 he's 30 years ahead of us maybe there's such thick irony that I just didn't get it you know Uh, but I just think it stunk that's really what I think was it was bad
0: yeah, and then the later so he, on, has, but, and there was another what, comic a few like later in the evening who comes up and makes a trans joke. I'm like, really, fucker. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, the last girl I dated, yeah, the only problem with her was her penis. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: <laughs> what The fuck is that? I actually uh, yelled that too. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> did you? Yeah. yeah. Good. Shit. Yeah, you gotta know your audience too. That's part. You know, like you, it's. Yeah, comedy. I mean, we're talking open mic, so it's like you get f- crazy fucks, right? Because everybody, a lot of people think they're funny, and I think mental illness and comedy, whoo, run fucking hello, hi, I'm mental illness. guy. Comedy, come with me. Like they, they love hanging out, you know. Um, well, and you so see Luke. a lot of different flavor, colorful people, you know. And I think Which our makes friend, it fun. That's what part of comedy is fun. Is for me is watching that dude go up there and do that. Are you kidding me? That just gave me material and something to laugh about with my comedian friends for the rest of the night, and we'll probably never see him again. and Oh, I know, got a
0: feeling we will.
1: I hope. Well, I mean, I, right. I hope we do too. I. You know what? Yeah,
0: but but what is so? I, what's uh, the proper response to him? Is it? Is it the Facebook post? Is it cutting him off? Is it now it allowing him, or is it kind of applying that comic to comic pressure to help him evolve his
1: material? I mean, I don't, I, I, don't. If let's say we go again and he goes up and does it again, I, I, I can't imagine that if it's a room full of comics, they're going to be as uh, kindly, like jovial with it. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, who knows? I can't. Who yeah. I can't tell who knows but I'm saying uh, I'm not gonna like if I see him walk in be like fuck I'm not like, get out you know like I'm not gonna cuz maybe th- this time he'll do something different I you know
0: yeah well I we'll see my my thought that I'm I a ever- hopeful
1: person you see in my heart I'm hopeful he will come and he, he shall tell real jokes instead of stealing uh, Sam Kinison bits from 1983
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Well, the thing that I, you know, that's running through my head right now is our podcast general counsel, Jamie Rodriguez. And what she says is like, hey, his free speech, we used our free speech to basically shut him down and really deliver a message to him that, you know, this isn't right. And what you did was wrong. So I think and that leads into the cancel culture. We just used our free speech against each other, but we're not canceling them out.
1: No, I, we're not. That's not cancel culture. I mean, that's almost uh, market, letting the market decide type of thing, right? Like the crowd is kind of like if everybody's laughing, I, I, nobody was like, la- you know. Uh, but yeah. I, as far as cancel culture, um, I that happens on both sides too, right? Yeah. It's so funny. I see both sides canceling shit, and they whine about the other a lot. It's really odd. They, it's like it's such an odd thing. Everybody wants to cancel everybody now. Well, and I don't even platform even like you know Trump's like we're gonna stop the can-. like it's a big it's like he had a poster behind him I believe that was like stop cancel the cancel cultures you know like it's ridiculous it's ridiculous well like and I, and I think it's market forces right sure you know,
0: so I'm not I don't eat at Chick fil A because I don't believe in eating bigoted chicken right right. But I'm not jumping on social media right now. I mean this is my biggest platform where I say, Don't eat a Chick-fil-A you know, but I don't jump on social media but I don't I vote with my debit card. I don't go to Chick-fil-A. Right. I don't right. go I don't go to Hobby Lobby. That's yeah, me yeah, yeah. that's just me making a decision with my dollars. And I think that and I think we're all entitled to do that.
1: If, I was, you did, I was like if you don't want to for... come to
0: a pride comedy show on a Wednesday night in Rochester because you don't like gay or trans folks, that's fine. I can't stop you from not coming.
1: Right. I wanted to come. I, I had a child. You
0: were in Buffalo though, weren't you?
1: No, oh, no, that was, no, no. But I had my kid that night, so I, I my focus goes to my dude. My little. I don't blame
0: man. you. Yeah, family first. So, I mean, uh, yeah, so, but I get it. So, but that also leads into that whole thing around the same time. So, we have the R word. So, I want to ask you a couple questions here, Todd. Mm-hmm. So, we're talking about the R word. And I produce some shows, and I know the audiences that I'm going to attract. Right. If I said to you, hey, Todd, you can't use the R word, and you can't make jokes that specifically punch down at the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Yeah. Is that me censoring you? Doing Is that me canceling something in the show? Or is that just me as a being a producer, being aware of who my audience is?
1: I think that's you being a producer, wherever who your audience is, uh, I, I think that's all that is. I think that's a lot different than an open mic, sit, trying to pull that at an open mic. I, I, I think that, you know, because then it's really not an open mic. I think there's a difference. But yeah, uh, but if you said that, I mean like, yeah, I don't. I mean, like, I, like I'm trying to think, go through my set, and it's like, I, you know, the whole punching up, punching down thing. Like, I'm trying to think, and it's like, I make very, very on-the-border stuff going in my set, but I usually... Well, comes I have back a joke in of, your set. But, I, but it usually comes back on my, on me. You know, I, it's like, I, I take ownership of, but of your, some of the things.
0: But what's your sucking dick joke?
1: Oh, well, I mean, it's about, like, me and my friends fucking blowing each other when we were kids.
0: And what... And that... I'm oh like, so, I don't,
1: wanna, you don't No, no I love, Car- that, joke. I love that joke. This isn't Carson. I love that joke. my best joke on your show <laughs> right now. Oh my God. Yeah. But, the, but, you know, but, hey, yeah, we used to blow each other, uh, you know, and it, it was like, and that was just, you uh, it happened a few, a bunch of times when I was...
0: Yeah, but that, but that, but, that, but to, that joke to me is extremely clever because it's a gay joke from pretty much a cis white dude,
1: right? <laughs> uh, pre- pretty much. Pretty much. I, pretty, I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know about, I don't know, like, I wouldn't say, I definitely have, uh, I am I would say I'm bi.
0: Okay. That's up yeah. to you. I'm not, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, so. No, no, I don't, no, but I mean, like, I don't
1: think that's like some big thing, oh, Todd might be bi, or Todd's bi, like, I mean, I've said a, a, a bunch of times it's not, but uh, I think that's also something that you realize uh, as you get older, too, is like, oh, you know, like. Oh, I oh I did that because I liked penis. Oh, that's why I, you know what I mean? Like oh, okay, you know? Like as you get older, you have less fear, and because of conditions, especially growing up with a dad that's like you crying, you know, you well, know don't cry also, like a little girl type of shit. We you know? we, grew,
0: we grew up in the 80s though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and that was I mean and when it, I, ke- I came out to my sister A few years ago She's like Well why didn't you Come out to me If you knew back in the 80s I'm like Because it was the 80s I mean what
1: world Were you living in then Yeah like If you were gay You had to be Elton John And even then They ignored it Like oh you know Like how's the wife Doing Elton You know Like they'd, they They ignored the shit Out of it back then Liberace
0: Yeah Liberace <laughs> Rock shit, Hudson right? yeah,
1: right Yeah Oh yeah Paul, Paul Lynn They're dying of AIDS They might be gay Really Yeah uh, <laughs> I know, there was a yeah, but it was like very you know. I know,
0: I mean, and that's sad and you know because did, that's even the, in a, that's he, religion,
1: right? That's a lot. A lot of that shit stems from religion.
0: Can I get an Alleluia?
1: <laughs> Good timing is all I'm saying. <laughs> See, the, there is a God. Uh, um, yeah, I, it does though, right? Doesn't it seem like a lot of that shame and and whatever that comes from, you know, sex between people? It all yeah. seems like it stems from religion
0: it comes from religion and then yeah and then during the 80s we're dealing with the we're dealing with that AIDS epidemic and I mean and everybody was running from it because of religion they're trying to ignore it and you just can't ignore that stuff and that's and I think today we're in a better situation where you can come on a podcast and say you know I think I might be bi or I am bi and not worry about it and I can be trans
1: yeah yeah it's I mean so that shows the progression right uh, but I think another thing that a lot of people, I know a lot of your listeners would understand, maybe less so my listeners, is that the reason it's like that is because people have been protesting and pushing for that for years, yep. and that's why it's important, you know. Um, yeah. So it's like I am—I'm pretty fucking left. It's just that I see annoying people getting canceled for. Comedy and certain things and people going back in tweets and I'm like just it seems so childish to me Especially for comedians. Okay, if they were a if it, fuck we have Trump who can fucking just seems to do whatever the fuck he want grab fucking vagines whatever. He's a president, but you can't have Kevin Hart that you know, like years ago made a, a Joke or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's just And I think that's where it comes down. people just want their 700 likes
0: yeah and I, and I look at some things where people are like oh somebody found something from somebody 20 years ago and I mean if I would add social media in the early 2000s I'm sure there would have been shit out there
1: that would have been four, two years ago three years ago probably yeah. I mean I, we are all transforming all the time you know so it's like what I what I stand now as far as you know many like social things is not what it was for, you know five years ago you know and I think we all kind of so yeah hopefully most people
0: yeah I would rather say I'd rather hear somebody say yeah I said or I did this 20 years ago and then but look how I've changed over that time I'd rather have somebody admit that they were wrong and
1: progressed oh you mean have some humility yeah which is a lot of what you don't see because you know uh, you know Trump (laughs) <laughs> but it's not he's just a dumbass though it, it's a it's a whole persona and character that just has gone along with that whole right side since probably buckley fuck, and back in those william f buckley days was that this episode of the last the, it's one the, of the two yeah but like you know uh we're getting kind of deep but it's like the division started like right during that reagan era you saw some weird politics start to come uh, but the cancel well, that's, culture... when, but
0: that, that's but now we're talking religion here and that's when the evangelical right really started making their move in politics on the courts and really and that's you know when mm-hmm. you had Ronald Reagan who went out of his way to court that right-wing evangelical vote and that's what we've been dealing with especially as we look at that from the left for the last
1: 40 years. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely Nixon too. Though I mean, it started even with a lot. Of, this country's fucked. Let's just let's just there it is. End of story. Wrap it up. I mean, we're fucked. All right, just love each other. Get a hug. Give high fives. Whatever you got to do. Just fucking my god, That's we're right. fucked.
0: Well, my let's god, it, give
1: high fives, people. Just please stop. As long as we're fucked, at least we can enjoy it, right? I for real at, at least I'm enjoying the ride. There you go. Going to hell in a bucket.
0: Well, well let's let's tie this off so. <clears throat> um, cancel culture We talked about the R word We talked about production We talked about local shows
1: Dave Chappelle I would never and, and go back to that Like I don't ever write material Like I don't have I don't have the R word In any of my jokes You, you know what I mean Um, That's it's not That's not a word that like you know, i've never I, heard I, you say it I, I usually yeah that's not oh i mean i hey i'm not gonna i'm not oh, no i haven't but, through, but i don't say it now
0: i don't say it now i mean i go out of
1: my way not yeah, to say well it you know what some some of us grow quicker is all i'm gonna say some of us grow a little quicker you know uh but no on stage it's a different thing you know like uh i oh my gosh i know i was trying not to stare at your boobs <laughs> the, the whole thing So if you saw my eyes wandering, it was like, all right, well, you know what? I can. uh, I'm still kind of a piece of shit, aren't I? I guess I am. I feel like I'm at Woodstock '99. Sure. All right, I'm kidding. (laughs) Did you see that documentary?
0: No, I have to go back and watch it now. You
1: should watch it. It's amazingly wild, and and I panicked because I was there. So I got like a little PTSD after from watching that. Man. Uh, yeah. So, cancel culture, culture, both sides, religion. I believe absolutely, man, what this, some heady shit, but uh, a lot of that does come from and men wanting to rule with through religion and, and using it to rule to keep women in power, uh, not keep women in power, but keep the power and keep women in control, you know? That's keep all men it is. in control. Keep, and, and, right, yeah, yeah. Keep
0: men in control. Yeah,
1: keep people in control.
0: Well, I don't Well, I think, you know, and I think for, you know, as more women and more LGBTQ and as more people of color come into the political spectrum, I think, you know, your traditional white men are scared. And I think, you know, that's why I think a lot of the things behind the voting act. So but we mentioned Dave Chappelle. So, yeah, um, real quick. And so that R word incident here played along with Dave Chappelle. And, And I think we'll tie this off really quickly. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this. But I think that. There's nuance in comedy that I think you and I are pretty much seeing. And my only problem with that Dave Chappelle LGBTQ bit was basically, not basically, at the end he just totally just says, oh, being transgender is funny, wrong brain, wrong body. That's this funny shit. I'm never going to stop making fun
1: of that. I'm Oh, that's right. That line. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that
0: that was really my only
1: issue Uh with uh that set. Uh...
0: I watched the special
1: yeah 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 uh i mean i can't even give it, it, it for my opinion is i w- it's hard for me to give one because i would not understand the offenses i mean i can i'm not like I'm dumb i don't understand but i think that for youth like for me i was like okay he's just like as a typical comedian like you know finding funny in something like he would find everything in funny So I, but I think it's what, when he's, what he says, oh, the fact that the brain and the body, is that like a, is that very triggering? Is that why, like, is that a very like,
0: well, it's very, if you look at the brain research and it's not as clear cut as what we would want it to be, but when you look at the brains of trans and gender diverse folks, especially when they do autopsies and they can cut them open and look at them. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, my brain when they cut it open and evaluated it is going to look more female than it did male. Right? <clears throat> okay, yeah. And then somebody who is even if they never did hormones during their life but they thought, "Hey, maybe I'm trans." You know, so maybe this lady dies and she was a tomboy, you know. Right. That brain pro- is that more- brain is going to look more masculine than a traditional right. female brain. Right and that's that's why so many tomboys become lesbians. no
1: no i i 100 agree with what you're saying i think that, that's that actually totally there's makes sense there is and, research
0: on that too i'm just not pulling that one out so i do but, I, but how that.
1: does that tie like you don't want him you think him joking about that is bad
0: i think him joking about that as a cisgender guy is punching down at our community and it continues okay. for a lot of uneducated people who don't understand the brain science that's behind this and these gender issues it just gives them cover to continue with their transphobia
1: yeah i know I, I i i can see that um I can absolutely see that And it seems to me And I don't know Dave Chappelle He's a fucking millionaire Yeah he's, he's really gonna have more He's gonna have you know, more zeros in the
0: bank Than we will ever but see But he
1: does seem to be open To understanding new things I mean it's I don't think he's like He's a animal that's like No You know what I mean Like I think So people You know I, I don't think uh, And I don't disagree With that either And I, what I also think Is on comedians On stage sometimes Especially uh, You know Ones that came from A little bit older Where it was harder to You know Woke really wasn't a thing And if you're riffing up there Like some of that was, Might not even have just been It was written You know Like when he was like Oh you know Like that fucked up situation Is just f- funny to me You know Like So it's like I, Hopefully People have Get the chance See I'm like I'm hopeful dude You know Like yep. until, you know I am and especially like with people with words because I feel like most people that are comedians especially if you're good enough to get as far as Dave Chappelle you are really mindful of your words and what you say and your impact and you're really always kind of studying how that affects people because that's what you do your words affect so I believe somebody like him will understand that or it's, I, you know I have, I'm hopeful
0: yeah, and I and I don't disagree with that. I actually do believe that. I think Dave is very nuanced, and he sees that. So I would like to think, like you said, I think that might have been just a riff, and but, it didn't hit the and it didn't hit the editing floor.
1: And the, and you know like there's still uh, I I'm still a, like shock dark comedy is still something that like I I laugh at you know like, I, but what I you know what was dark and edgy back in two thousand six. In an hour though Won't fly No You know
0: Oh I totally agree And I sometimes think For like a lot of you know especially the cis white heterosexual comics and maybe even dave chappelle i think sometimes it's like we've lost our black jokes we've lost our women jokes we've lost our Asian jokes we've lost our mexican jokes i think you know really i think for sometimes it's like oh this is the trans folks are like the last group of people we can really make fun of and nobody's gonna or not, you know very few people are gonna get mad at us about right
1: it. right i mean that's no opinion no but that i mean there could be some truth that, to that too um you know, I believe that There's nothing off the table You gotta be funny and good Yeah You gotta be funny and good And, it, you know, I feel like we know You know, you have to be funny and good I feel like we should be able to talk about Anything we want to talk about As long as, you know
0: I, I like this word instead of good I like the word clever I think you need to have a clever take on it That makes it funny Right because your good delivery can't be the same as what that delivery was maybe going back to 2006 it can't be the same as what it was 2006 right. you have to evolve with your and come up with something that's maybe a little bit more clever today
1: yeah I agree yeah I, uh, but that's also growing as a comedian you want to become more clever uh, anyways or I do yeah yeah you know. well
0: you're 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 definitely not lacking cleverness dot
1: yeah oh.
0: Oh the love fest!
1: I know it's so nice yeah. look at that well, oh my only i'm gonna I'm smiling not crying i'm smy- smising right now
0: <laughs> well, well let's what, move what on else to our we got? we got one last bullet point here, and i'm I'm okay. actually pretty happy over these two episodes, one or exact ninety nine and now episode one oh one that you know we've stuck to the bullet points I think pretty well i mean we've Wandered in and Beard. out But we've, we've come back to him. See but, and
1: honestly, but, We're way more Oh I, We Way more Are on the same page Than not Yeah uh, You know what I mean That's yep. why I was very surprising When last time When I was on I was like You know I feel like the, I was getting painted To be this Chatty douchebag Mountain Dew Door puncher Or whatever And I was like That is not You know I felt like that was like And today Like this is I felt like I was being set up As that person And that was not me and I was well. joking around a little bit, and I remember, like, that making, uh, you know, uh, uh, making uh, Making somebody else, man, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't, it was, so I'm glad it that was I came an back.
0: Awkward, It was an awkward it, spot it to was. be in.
1: It was. It, yeah, I I noticed, and uh, but, you know, uh, we march on. That's what yeah. happens, right? I,
0: well, in episode 99, we talked about your pandemic life with your personal life and how you split from your... From your girlfriend, and um, how you're balancing your life with your seven-year-old son now, but you know, but also you work in a pretty important job here locally with the Urban mm. League, and so let's let's professionally, how has sure. the pandemic affected what you
1: do for okay. work and? Uh, yeah, it's a weird mixing those two Especially because, you know, I talk about All kinds of crazy stuff in my comedy uh, But uh, also my job Knows that, and that's why they love me there It's I yeah. love my job I love the Urban League, that place is It rules, it's great, I love it And, and uh, It's a wonderful community, and I work An after school program there, I work with um, Middle schoolers of all ages um, I, I think I like have the good energy I have the right energy to deal with those little rascals Let me tell you, middle schoolers are brutal um i've wanted to cry myself like same how i felt that one day (laughs) so i felt a few times after middle schoolers you know uh anyways well the
0: thing with middle schoolers is they they can like get to your heart with the exactness of a cardiac surgeon
1: Mm -hmm.
0: without using anesthesia
1: oh it oh it i've learned i'll tell you what they've made me a better comedian (laughs) i'm Absolutely, a million percent. My skin and the, my ability to just quickly have to, you know, like shut shut them down. My ability to be a comedian also has helped me at the job too. Without, you know, I, oh, love, I, I it. love it. My my kids love me. Are you kidding me? I'm fun. I'm, I'm supposed to go in there and do lessons. I'm like, nah. Let's just go. For, you know, let's have some fun. Uh, but uh, it's middle's. It's an after school program. We're running a summer program right now. Um, it's for any middle schoolers that are in Monroe County, uh, and we generally have a uh, you know more city, more city school population, and uh, it's um, it's one of my favorite parts of the day. was hanging out with some of these kids; they're great.
0: How has the pandemic affected their lives, especially since you do work so much with um, well, you know, uh, kids in the city here in Rochester?
1: Uh. Uh, the virtual learning for certain age groups um, I feel like it's detrimental in a way I feel like it's yeah I feel like um, without the appropriate teacher teaching the stuff on zoom to kids and the appropriate parents like intercepting it and you know making sure the kids are getting it there's a lot of kids from the past year and a half that didn't get shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They passed. Everybody passed, but it's like motherfuckers still can't read. what you know, from two years ago, so it's like I, So uh, we're gonna see. I. It's been, I think that as uh, you know, as after school program, I think I'm gonna have to focus a little bit closer on academic things uh, to see what's going on because I, you know, that's rough. I want my, I want to see my kids succeed. Most of them are, but. Uh, you know, I just can't. I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. I just saw a lot of not great teaching on Zoom in the past couple of years. But how it affected my um, program is it was all on Zoom. It wasn't in person as well. So there's a lot of uh, you know screen exhaustion going on, which sucks. Um, I'm saying I'm um, a lot because it's, I'm talking about work and I'm like, this fucking blows.
0: Well, I think I know, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know it's not the funnest thing to talk about, but we talk about mental health. And for those of us, oh, yeah, we, I mean, we, I, we, we understand Rochester. But for folks that, who don't live in this area, I mean, a few years ago, there was an article that came out that said Rochester is the fifth poorest city mm. in the United States. So you're dealing with a lot of kids from impoverished oh, yeah. backgrounds.
1: And a lot of their family. And we try to I try to help them, pushing them to other programs that we have set up within the Urban League that their family might be able to use as well. And always trying to come up with ideas of not only help the kid, but finding what's going on with the family too and how we can assist there. Um, I love it. It's, it's, uh, it's great. It's also annoying as shit because I work with kids. So I want to like literally kill myself some days. But it's also, you know... It's also rewarding too. God,
0: yeah, it's but also it's also. No, it, but it is it, rewarding. It, it is rewarding and it's important because there are real mental health outcomes that come from living in poverty that are, you know, as a result of this pandemic, being around drugs, alcohol, violence, and, you know, all the abuse that happens in so many households in our area and around the country, to be honest. So, I mean, is that is, that it, is, they, that is right. rewarding.
1: The, the, one of the number one things that I like to think about when I'm working with these kids is. You know, by that time, and I remember being that age, and I was a white kid, and, like, teachers, I was already, they were them. They were part of the man. I already knew that. Like, teachers always made me feel uncomfortable. So I can only imagine, you know, as, like, black kids, especially with a lot of white teachers, how that feels. So my first thing is, is, like, I don't want to come across a teacher. I try to just get down on their level and have fun with them and talk to them like humans, You know what I mean? I do my best to build a relationship of breaking down walls before like anything educational, because these kids need people to be able to talk to.
0: Well, call me crazy, but aren't kids little humans?
1: Well, I can think of a couple I've had for the past few years. I would question that, but uh, I would say good ninety nine point nine, maybe, yeah.
0: Yeah, Satan spawn for the other. Oh, there's a couple.
1: Yeah, I'm like, all right, Lysol in the eye. Great. You know what? This one can go. Yeah, Lysol in the eye. You heard me, Lysol. Oh, the kids. Yeah, in my eye.
0: Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I was just about ready to say I am a mandatory reporter. So I just wanted to. Uh,
1: no, actually, man, that was my drug addict. That's how I was getting high. and man, I was spraying lysol in my eye. That was my bottom, my bottom was couldn't afford the, lysol.
0: Couldn't afford the heroin. I was just with the huffing lysol. <laughs> That's right. Strong, pan, strong pan, move.
1: Pan, pandemic was hard on me when I went in Wegmans. <laughs>
0: was hard on all of us during the pandemic Yeah I think the best three months of my life Were the first few months of the pandemic And I didn't go to Wegmans
1: once Did you get Instacart?
0: Uh, I did Walmart Uh, I mean so it was kind of a trade down But
1: Yeah see you know what That's what like Like how you talk about Chick-fil-A For years I was like Fuck Walmart man I'm not fucking doing that fucking bullshit man You know And then one day I was like Oh wait the underwear is only $7.99 right now I was like right, (laughs) fuck it you know what I mean? At some point it's like I'm too poor to make decisions on like on moral shit. I don't have the money or the to do that sometimes. If, if a- I'm
0: all right, they have a great makeup section, and it's the cheapest in town. So I mean, other than the I'm just dollar saying, store. like
1: when if I was like when I could when I was homeless and I was like starving, and someone handed me Chick Fil A, like, oh no, 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 please take your homophobic chicken sandwich away from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm gonna eat the fuck out of it, and then maybe ask whatever is this for God? I don't know. I ask for forgive. I'll, I'll claim Amy. I ate a sandwich. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can be your God.
1: Some hail marys.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: So. Um. Yeah.
0: But the, but the pandemic's been tough on the kids is what we're...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's been tough on everyone. Yeah. I think that it's been uh, really tough on everyone. I think that for some kids, it was better for
0: <laughs> What kids were those?
1: Uh, I think that there's a certain age group, like my son, who was in first grade, uh, who the virtual learning sucked, like I was saying before, but that kid thrived. He was smart enough to handle all that stuff and be able to just like deal with it and love being home. Loved it. All right, I'm gonna go watch Get Netflix it. now. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty awesome.
2: But well, there's kids,
1: he's yeah. also got brothers and social peep, social people. There's kids that don't have any brother. And you know, so yeah, I know for everyone it's not great, but uh, some I yeah. feel like do better.
0: Well, I know. Um like we have some friends nearby here and their kid is, I think in fourth grade maybe? You know, so a little older than yours. And But he, same thing, he thrived in that online environment because he was always bored at school. So he got his homework done, he got his classwork done That's as what I'm quick saying. as possible. There's a type of person he
1: just, that does thrive in that situation. Me, on the other hand, I was so ADHD, I, it, I, I wouldn't, there's no way. I I couldn't even pay attention in the classroom. You were ADHD or you still are? (laughs) Uh, Column A, column, there's a squirrel. (laughs) Have you listened to yourself
0: talk for the last...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Be be ableist with me, Amy. Fine. Well,
0: it's like that other term that's come out, like neuro... Oh, gosh. Neurotypical. Neurotypical. I'm like... But is there ever a typical anything that's like, say, normal, I think? But I think there are people that are on autism that's, spectrum disorder who have certain anxiety, who have certain other, uh, you know, neurological yeah. issues that are not as typical as most people. So, And I definitely fit in that, too. You can, so. I think that
1: we're all pretty uh, not neurotypical. Yep. Most people I know. Well, I who got the first pers- Who the fuck is neurotypical? Let me meet I, this person.
0: I have the prescriptions out in the kitchen to prove it.
1: So. <laughs> I, well, what you got?
0: I got the. <laughs> I got the Ritalin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not what I need. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. So um, well, this.
0: Yeah. I was just gonna say. All right, so I think this is a good place to kind of have us turn the t- turn the tables. What do you think? Since oh, you've I been yeah you've been yeah, co-hosting yeah, yeah. so part of your co-hosting <clears> duties <throat> right, get it on. you get to you get Mm-mm. to ask amy a couple of questions since you're a podcaster yourself yeah i've heard okay. your podcast so i am all right about well this.
1: all right so let's uh let's let's go here we go ready yeah Do I, a drum roll mm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so as we were we were talking earlier and about like you know people getting in trouble especially for being outspoken online uh and i was interested if you have ever caught shit from the left like sure. Sam J, I saw a comedian who's got an HBO special and she catches shit from LGP and she's lesbian and so I was wondering do you have you ever caught shit for you know sad a, things you've said or done or
0: yeah not on a level that you know would cause me any type of harm but Definitely, in a way that you know, there's been some people that have been left to me that have said, "Oh, I can't believe you said that online," or you know, have heard something in my set and said, "Oh, that didn't come off right." And so, yeah, you know, there is, and even on this podcast, uh, you know, before all the Black Lives Matter stuff really hit last year, you know, we had a police officer on, and that, and I thought even at that time before that, I mean, that was a, and we actually got a couple notes from some listeners that were not happy with that, but. But we were happy that we had him on because I, at the time
1: <laughs> I did the same thing,
0: you know, but he brought a perspective and, you know, very frank and, you know, and he's, you know, an air he said something and I called him out on it. I mean, I, this was, you know, and I went back to, you know, how, how are police forces dealing with life post Ferguson and looking at themselves in the mirror saying, Hey, you know, we you know. We're, we're doing something wrong as a community When we have this type of reaction to us But that didn't really come over In the podcast as well So we did get some flack from for that Uh huh. But, but then again If you look at what's happened since the last year And we go back to our silo conversation People have just dug in I don't know how to have a conversation With somebody who is all blue lives matter You know But right. it's like hey black lives do matter And when you say blue lives matter You're really discounting not discounting. You're ignoring 400-plus years fucking of history.
1: It. I was at Seabreeze, right? I went to Seabreeze. It's an amusement park, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm in line, uh, me and my kid and my sister. And the dude that came up behind us was like probably 20s and he had a Blue Lives Matter uh, just blaring Blue Lives Matter and he was right behind us in line and I was like this motherfucker has to take a few steps back I don't want anybody here thinking he's with me <laughs> you know what I'm saying literally I was like yo this dude really does have to take a few you know I was like kind of annoyed like don't come that close to me with that shit because fuck that uh, oh. And, yeah, I, and I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan, okay? And I, I've got, I lost family members over this. And like, I had a cop on back in the day. I had the Sheriff Baxter on my podcast back in the early days of Hate This Podcast. Let's talk about heroin addiction because he did do a lot for uh, people that were, were having heroin problems that were coming in, in and out of the system. So is that a good thing? Fuck yeah, it is. Do I like cops? Fuck no. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's like, uh,. Y- it's not, I don't know. No, and you I, know.
0: and I, and I walked this and like, it, we spoke a little bit ago about evolving and I have a different perspective. Let's
1: call it transforming. If we may, I just feel like that's transforming.
0: Yeah. Transforming because of this transformation Thursday, the podcast, not the day of the week. Um, <laughs> it, but you know, I also, as a white person realize Just by the nature of the skin of my color, what privilege I have in our society. I am never going to be outwardly discriminated against by our government and the systems of our government to hold me back because I'm white.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I will but discriminate I, if you say skin of my color ever ever again though. You know you Did <laughs> I
0: say that? <laughs>
1: yeah, you're like the skin of my color. I was like, Oh, okay. okay. Well,
0: well like, I'll make sure I edit <laughs> that
1: up. I am such a nerd and a picky. I'm a jerk. I'm
0: I know, sorry. but sometimes you know when you're thinking of these uh, things I'm, off the top of your head, you know, uh, no, I know sometimes just the just syntax it. and the grammar just get a little fucked no, up. But you know right. what I mean, Todd? Thank you very much for calling <laughs> me out on that. I'm such a Nobody nerd. likes a grammar um fascist, okay?
1: Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you are right, though. Of course, I have knuckle tattoos and still get the benefit of the doubt. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, my white skin, you know what I, I mean?
0: But I also realize as a white transgender woman that I'm probably on the low end of that privilege poll. When it, not probably, that I am on the low end of the privilege poll when it comes to privilege when it deals with gender issues. Mm-hmm. And so I do see that, and I have seen the discrimination, I've seen the talking down to, I've seen the mansplaining, and that came at me instantaneously as soon as I started presenting and going, especially doing business as Amy versus my old self. that's wild. Yeah. And that's a take, perspective Take a sweet Take a sit down
1: there sweetie Yeah but You know like that old Chauvinistic yeah. Hey there sweet Sweet it tits
0: Instantaneous So <laughs> Yeah the, the tits are sweet So anyway Wait what <laughs> Is that all loud I'm sorry <laughs> Oh my
1: god A. Goda said that A.
0: Pagoda, so yeah. Make sure we get Those a picture The tits are
1: sweet <laughs> uh, I don't know how A. goda sounds But I imagine that's probably how he did I'm sorry Michael I'm sorry I don't yeah. know, that, yeah. So
0: question number two
1: Hmm Question number. Two, let's see here. Um,
0: Nothing's off limits until I say I, it's off limits. That's fine.
1: Uh, um, so let's see. In your so before you started doing comedy, yes. And before your transformation, yes. Um, the idea. Okay. So I remember you came and saw me do comedy. Yep. Uh, but like one of the first or second times, and I was horrible, and I I'll just yeah it was funniest
0: person me. in Rochester. It was it was.
1: Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, at that time was that did you have an inkling i mean i'm sure at that time you had an inkling that you were amy but i mean inkling about the comedian like at that time were you like oh like what why like those are two major things in life to say you know what i'm just gonna completely change everything and put myself completely out there for everyone not only am i gonna like you know transform into a person but i'm gonna tell everybody about it too that's fine that's you know Takes balls due to that, doesn't it? So I guess my question is, uh, was it like when was it like the comedian thing? And did they coincide? Was there any coinciding between the freedom of those of those uh, those choices, those goals? I guess.
0: So I don't have to make this a one-word answer because I could. There is always an inkling that Amy was there, and in fact, I can go back to my childhood. Um, my teenage years and especially in my 20s and my undergraduate days well
1: Amy's cleavage is right there and I can't <laughs> so so maybe you could fix that if you don't want to you know jeez god <laughs> I'm just messing with you <laughs> uh yeah I'm sure you I'm sure yeah
0: so so that was I mean that was always there uh, you know I was always there you know but because of religion growing up in the 80s like we spoke about earlier uh, I I kept I kept that side of me away from the world and I put on what I call this mask of masculinity. Mm-hmm. And you know, but it's but it but every once in a while I would come through that mask. It would there'd be a crack and I would come through and, Yeah, yeah. And so so yeah, that was a yeah, what year did you do the funniest person in Rochester? Was it 17 or 18?
1: I think it was 18.
0: What year did Cindy win it?
1: I believe that was 19.
0: Yeah, I can not remember yeah, 18 or 19. No, it was a. 18. It was 18.
1: 8 Oh, it, ours was yeah, was 18. Yeah, I was so eight, I, one,
0: eight. Yeah, so I started coming out in 2017. And and that was at first was a cross dress You mean coming out?
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like the same I, like, I don't know if you meant open mics or if no, you were no, talking no. about Okay. The,
0: like gender wise. So I started evolving and and so my undergraduate degrees in radio, TV, film. So I worked in commercial radio for 10 years and so that's why the podcast for me is, you know, it's getting back to my roots at some level of what I've yeah. always wanted to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I've always thought, you know, comedy and, you know, TV and that type of stuff was always something fun, but I never really had anything to talk about that I thought that was funny and then I started coming out and I found this authenticity, I found this courage. Yes. And yes, then yes. I started and I've, I think I've found a way through my coming out to embrace who I really am and to share that with the world. And you yeah, seen my com- And you see my comedy set, and I think it's, I think it's funny, and I think it's also educational at the same time, and how to and not talk to trans people about being trans.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that your, your opening line is like, oh boy. I've seen people get kind of uncomfortable with that. With that. Yeah,
0: bit. the new one. Yeah, that's that crowd work that I've started doing. And, you know, and I've started that since COVID. Like, hey, what do you got in your pants? Yeah. I had somebody yell out in the crowd the other night, "cobwebs." I'm like, well.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, well, hopefully it's at least a few spiders tickling it or something down there. Yeah, you know?
0: exactly. So, you know, so yeah, so coming out gave me the confidence to try comedy and do it. And you remember the first time you saw me at an open mic?
1: I do, but I and that's when I met Amy.
0: Yeah, like, for the I, first time, and I had to like you gave me a look like I don't think I know you, and I once I told I, you first, who
1: I, I was. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, it made so much so- like I was like, that's Amy, yes, that's so. It was like such a thing where I was like, it really helped me understand the trans community because like you know from from before. I always was like there's something I don't know and I and realized I was like oh my god you've seemed so you well, I, that... I saw I saw I was like oh this is really her like the other person is the one that was like no wonder why that person like I don't know, you know like, I, I don't want a dead name or whatever but like you know I
0: appreciate that Thank yeah
1: you. Uh, yeah uh, it seems a little more awkward now it makes sense My God like when I saw you I was like yeah
0: well, I remember what you said. I said and it was something I can't remember exactly how I said it. And he th- was like, "Yeah, you got this figured out."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, um, but and then see, I got up, like, did my set,
0: and I—that was like my first open. That was actually my first open mic set too.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, I think I recorded it for you. I think I'm the one that you like did. record. Yeah. Um, but it's like all of that helped me have more acceptance about trans people too. Because it's like, you know, it's w- exposure is not something that, you know, I wish there could be more, exp- I wish more exposure would be great, you know? Um, because it's like, then, because at first, it is, it's like, okay, there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of like, you know, um, and then once you understand that, uh, you know, it's like, man, I, I, I don't know, I don't know where I'm heading with this, I'm sorry. You know what I mean uh, But I guess uh, Yeah I don't know Where I'm heading with this I'm exhausted And uh,
0: Yeah I, I, I really appreciate The way you approach that I, Thank yeah, you
1: Todd Yeah I guess it's You know it's like I think the, yeah, the, so My bottom line is Like the more contact I have to talk to you And it's like You know the questions I don't need to even ha- Ask questions Like I get, just I don't know You get to It gets to be a thing Where you're just My friend I don't know You know what I mean It's not a thing any, You know I don't yeah. know I'm just your. Fr- I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm, your friend get, who.
0: I'm just your friend who happens to be a transgender woman.
1: Yeah, and that's it, like fucking whatever. Who gives a shit? I don't know. And like, I, I, the only reason I give, I give a shit is to be respectful of it. Besides that, I don't give a shit. I'm, you know what I mean. And, and you still bust my balls, and I still bust your balls all the time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but I don't know if you heard the news. But I lost
1: it uh, back in March. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what I mean. Dang. Oh, jeez, she got mad at me. She's like, I will break my equipment you ever so I have balls again. That was my, that was my worst drum <laughs> roll are, ever. Those are your balls. You're like, listen, to, I'm throwing them across the fucking
0: room right now. I got the specimen report to prove oh, they're gone. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> See, nah.
0: Nah. And I'm say, I don't See, that this, makes like... you uncomfortable. That's how you know you're not trans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, what makes you uncomfortable is think about balls in like a jar of like whatever. I don't know. Like that makes me feel uncomfortable.
0: that makes me feel comfortable. okay yeah you know that's how you know that's how i know i'm trans and you're not
1: yeah i don't like any body parts in fucking jars i'm sorry amy i'm not a body parts in jars kind of person okay yeah this part Uh, might
0: get cut out again
1: oh my god oh shit uh, um, well,
0: any other th- questions or I you know I see? was
1: meandering there no. and I know because I, cause I it's very hard to talk about this because I'm trying to you know because it's trying oh, to be you careful treated, but... you,
0: you treated it respectfully and I like and I like what you said about
1: no. I appreciate... there was an awkward
0: there, there was the awkwardness there before that now this makes sense and if I'm paraphrasing you saw the authenticity of myself
1: yeah for sure yeah I did, and, and I guess I'm just grateful that we're friends because I feel like that I've learned a lot from having this friendship throughout your transformation about okay. my, you know, myself and my relationship with the trans community, you know? So I'm appreciative yeah. of that. More yep. people need those experiences. Damn, I wish I could have just said it like that. I bumbled like a dum-dum. You're fine. I could have t- <laughs> okay.
0: Well, let's call it a night there, Todd.
1: Okay, um, Thank yep. you for having me on. It was a great conversation.
0: It was. It went a lot longer than I thought. I, this might even be
1: three episodes by the. Oh, this don't point. do that, uh, no. any listener ever. Oh my God! No, okay, cut cut. it's gonna be two. T-
0: it's gonna be two. Cut two thirds of it. Ninety-nine and one hundred
1: one. Oh my God! Because cut it in the all.
0: middle there's episode what?
1: Uh, one hundred. Yeah. and we're one, We come back with the knowledge at one hundred one.
0: Coming up yep, exactly.
1: And right? yep. I don't know
0: so yeah so last week we you know we did the episode 100 celebration with um podcast general counsel jamie rodriguez and myself and uh, you get this and you got to be on you got to be the bread on either side of our
1: uh, yeah right 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 <laughs> i i'm the oreo i'm the outside of the oreo there you go
0: well and you got Hell, to meet yeah. jamie this last week too so that was fantastic so yeah
1: that, that was cool
0: yeah, it was, it was fun. She had a great time up here in Rochester. It was the first time that she got to come up and spend some time yeah, up here. Don't ever bring somebody pandemic. you care about
1: to an open mic again. I'm telling <laughs> that's just a, you know, I'm going to be very, very upfront. It's not good. Well, wanna, that's how you lose. Somebody. That's how you, like. <laughs> yeah, that's like, if you're like, if, if you don't want to be with one anymore, if you're like, hey, you know what? There's an open mic at Firehouse tonight. Why don't we scoot on over there at 7? That's, yeah.
0: So my first open mic I did Coming back out of the pandemic was in Springfield, Virginia. Uh huh. You know, down by Jamie's house, and then, <laughs> and then I went back like a month later, and I went to the same open mic. And I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the open mic." She's like, "Have a good time." <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Christian, what would be the first time? She's like, "I'll go with you, honey." And after next "I'm never going. No, I will not go back because <laughs> you have to sit through so much. You have to sit through guys talking about what uh, minority pussy or whatever. You know what I mean? You have to. That's what you have to sit through." Mike was yeah. like, Nah. How about you? Nah. When you're, how about when your shit's polished? You tell me what show you got. I'll come support you.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah, if you care for somebody, don't go. Yeah, don't bring them to your open mic.
1: <laughs> for real. Even though it's ironically my uh, a baby mama, is what I guess I will call her right now.
0: But it would be. But it, but that's the equivalent of going to. A hockey practice because I come from a hockey background or yeah. go to a hockey game. Well, Nobody's going to go to the practice. Nobody goes,
1: right, unless you're a parent. And yeah. my dad's not going to come watch me at an open mic. I will tell you that right now.
0: Exactly. So. No. Anyway. Uh, yeah,
1: don't come to the practice. Come to the real game.
0: There you go. Well, we'll do a real game. Um, and we'll talk about that winter pride show. So that'll be, I think we're going to do that in the winter again. And.
1: Cool. We'll keep in touch. So. Let me know. I'll uh, I'll do what I can to help promote or whatever. I'll pro- and we'll get... Uh, I'll share this episode. My God. I, I broke down a lot of stuff in here, man.
0: Yep. Well, what is the name of your podcast?
1: Uh, it's Hate This Podcast, but don't be afraid. We hate nothing. We hate everything, I guess. We hate ourselves, most of all. Well, who uh, are ourselves? Who, so who co-hosts? So you? it's... uh Well, right now, it's Justin Brown, another local comedian. Uh, it was Jesse Winterhalter from Buffalo. But because the pandemic's over and we were doing it on Zoom... Uh, we're kind of, uh, we don't have another another co-host right now, so it's just Justin and I doing it. And the idea is just complete comedy riffing. We grab some topics that we've seen throughout the week that are interesting. We've seen the headlines, riff on those. That's kind of what it is. It's more about practicing comedy than anything else.
0: Uh, if you need a guest host.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. At some, uh, yeah, at some point, I'll have you yeah. on. Sounds great. You can. I'm sure that you, I know that you can hang.
0: I know Much I them, can hang too.
1: Yeah, I'm a little scared actually. I don't need you taking over my fucking podcast, man. She I
0: didn't let. <laughs> hey, I let you go on this one.
1: I. I know it's that therapist. Uh, it's I, the therapist
0: I, in me. I understand. Yeah, I
1: really did. Oh my God, I can tell that I need to go back to therapy. Thank you for letting me realize that.
0: Well, we're Another going to close on this note. Your coming. your 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 therapy transformation is not going to be um, managed by me. Um, <laughs> way too close to this one.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, let's
0: call it a night, Todd. For Todd Gerson, I am Thank Amy you, Stevens. Amy. I'm going to say good night first, and you're going to say good night last, and we'll be out of here. Say
2: good night, everyone.
1: Good night, everyone.
2: Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm Jamie Rodriguez, and my pronouns are she her
0: and i'm still amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she her as well uh jamie welcome to your first segment of what the heck are you calling this thing
2: anyway i don't know we could call it like the legal minute although it's actually going to be like 10 minutes
0: yeah so we'll just put a little put a little multiplication factor behind it for you so while well, we were talking a little bit before we got started here uh we what do you see coming through the I mean, we've, we've talked about this before. I should just back up and say we've talked a lot about how legal cases affect our lives and how especially the mental health side of things. So what do you see out there? What's working its way through the courts that's affecting our communities right now?
2: Yeah, so there's one case I wanted to mention, and um, I'll call this the good news this week. And it's a case. Um, a Hobby Lobby. Uh, Versus uh, Megan Somerville and the Human Rights Commission. And the reason it's called that is um, State Court Case out of Illinois and Hobby Lobby, which, you know, rose to some fame back in um, 2014 because of a Supreme Court holding, which... um, Permitted Hobby Lobby to not provide you know contraceptives to its employees on religious grounds. Um, so Hobby Lobby has this reputation um, of, of discriminating in, in religious based ways. Well, you don't say Hobby Lobby discriminates against LGBTQ
0: folk? No
2: yeah they're they're um they're right up there with uh, a certain chicken producer uh, uh which uh which will remain nameless <laughs> yeah,
0: i i avoid bigoted chickens and bigoted hobbies just say it.
2: exactly yeah me too i do my best <laughs> anyway let me let me go through the some little some details on this hobby lobby um case real quick. And one important thing here is, and I think this points out how states are starting to use alternative means of protecting rights for the LGBT community, um, other than federal law. So this case is decided under the Illinois Human Rights Act, and so it's applying that state law. Um, and. You know, I think we're seeing this because the federal judiciary has been largely influenced by all the, the Trump appointees. So states want to um, at least certain states want to ground things in their own state laws and, and have a, a basis there. Well,
0: the other thing about all those Trump appointees that we're seeing at the Supreme Court is that they bend over backwards and forward sometime to take it up the backside. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it quite like that, but they bend over in a lot of different positions to get to their desired outcomes. To their ideological they are so ideologically driven it's 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 crazy
2: no i i think that's fair um i mean without going off on yeah the supreme that's another, court because that would be for a huge time. but i will mention that in the second half of this so let me go quickly about hobby lobby so what did the, this this um this case originated because of a, a transgender woman megan somerville who had been a Employee at Hobby Lobby since 2007, so she's a long-term employee. In 2009, she she disclosed her gender identity to some of her colleagues at Hobby Lobby. Um, she started, you know, medical treatment. She was doing HRT. She started, you know, she got a name change. Started using her new name. Um, she got a court order, and then. In 2010, she informed Hobby Lobby of her transition, you know, more formally, and her intent to start using the women's restroom there. Hobby Lobby did a few things. They changed her personnel records and all of her benefits to conform to her female identity. But in spite of that, they refused to let her use the woman's restroom in the store where she worked. And first they did all kinds of pushback. They said, well, you need to produce legal authority requiring us to allow you to use the restroom. So she provided all of her documents, her driver's license, social security card, her court ordered name change and gender designation. She provided letters from her medical doctors. You know handling her transition care and in spite of all that hobby lobby still refused to let her use the use the women's restroom and in fact they went beyond that they actually established a policy prohibiting her from using the women's restroom and they ordered other employees to basically tattle on her if they noticed her using it so they yeah they were like told other employees to report her if they saw her going to the restroom. I mean, it's like, how horrible is that?
0: The Hobby Lobby bathroom Gestapo.
2: Exactly, right? And you can imagine there was probably some ridiculous bitches working there who were, you know, guarding the women's restroom door. And this had a lot of impact on Megan Somerville. You know, she went for several years where she would try and hold you know, hold it, quote, hold it. So she didn't have to go to the restroom as long as possible. You know, she would refrain from using the bathroom until her lunch break. She started limiting her fluid intake. She wouldn't eat breakfast ahead of um, going to work. And then the only place where she could use a bathroom associated with her gender identity was in another store. She had to go to another store 10 minutes away. So she had to punch out of her clock, you know, her store, walk 10 minutes, you know, a 20 minute round trip to go, just to go to the bathroom. And this led to a lot of uh, impact. She was having um, nightmares, uh, fatigue. She got, um, she got sick, you know, so it really caused her a lot of, a lot of harm. She eventually filed a complaint with the Illinois Human Rights Commission Um, which found in her favor. They found that um, Hobby Lobby was violating the Illinois Human Rights Act. And that act says its policy is to secure for all individuals within Illinois, Illinois, the freedom from discrimination against any individual because of his or her sex or sexual orientation in connection with employment. So it's kind of a broad, you know, uh, uh, equality, um focused uh act in Illinois and the Illinois act defines sexual orientation to include gender identity so it's defined that way so it wasn't very hard to see how the um the the commission uh held held for Megan and then um you know Hobby Lobby filed suit in in, uh, Illinois state court and ultimately the Illinois court Said no, Hobby Lobby. You're wrong, and they they found for Megan Somerville and awarded her damages. So I think it's a really good application or an example of how states are, as I said, trying to find state law rationale for uh, for for these things, uh, for for these kind of holdings, um, to to insulate them from federal. Uh, you know, Trump appointees, which brings me to the, kind of the second point, which this is going to be a bit of a teaser. So there were two cases in the past couple of years, years, um, Adams and Grimm. And uh, Grimm was decided first. It was in the Fourth Circuit, uh, involved uh, state of Virginia, um, prohibiting a transgender boy from using um, uh, bathrooms in the school system there. That's, That's Grimm, the
0: is this not oh, the one that the yeah I was going to say isn't the grim one the one that the Supreme Court just refused to grant certain?
2: They did. That's Grim v. Gloucester County School Board and a uh, Fourth Circuit um the school board uh just uh, uh filed cert with the Supreme Court. Supreme Court uh denied it. So it let stand um uh, the holding in Grim which found on both equal protection and title IX grounds that the school board had had um uh, violated uh, uh, Grimm's rights. Now the other case, and this is one I'm concerned about, is Adams v. the school board of St. John's County, which is a Florida case in the 11th Circuit. So the 11th Circuit also found on both equal protection and um, Title IX grounds that that school board was its bathroom policy um, singled out transgender students. So they, uh, they found for um, Drew Adams, another transgender boy. That was in uh, uh, June uh, uh, 2020. Um, just recently, in, uh, a couple months ago, the 11th Circuit took the act took the act, they released a, sec- a revised opinion in which they got rid of the Title IX holding and they and they just held on to the um, equal protection holding. They, they they reached the same conclusion, but they basically did away with all the Title IX aspect. And when they published that revised opinion, they said it was to, you know, generate a consensus within the circuit. You know, that-, that- I have a, a question for
0: a layperson question here. So if they, Title Nine is a is a is an act. It's a it's a law. It's so then if they're moving that over to an equal protection, you're bringing that up to the Fourteenth Amendment, and that's going to bring a higher level of scrutiny to these questions. Is that what
2: is that what they're doing there? Well, kind of. So the initial holding in Adams um, cited both the equal protection um, clause of the Fourteenth Amendment. And Title IX as the bases, as two bases for their for the holding, um, and so it's not that the Second Opinion replaced um, Title IX with equal protection. It just deleted the Title IX holding, um, so the equal protection analysis was still there and stood. And one important point on the equal protection is they applied this heightened standard of review. We'll go. This is all in it's kind of the the in the sense of a, a teaser for a future episode of Amicus Quirier. Um, But that um, that second opinion, basically, like I said, did away with Title IX. Now, just a couple weeks ago, the 11th Circuit has grant, granted a rehearing on Bonk, And the reason I think this is scary is that the 11th Circuit, if you look at the 12 judges, there are six Trump appointees. Um, there is one Bush appointee. So seven out of 12 are, are Republican appointed judges. Um, then there are four Obama appointees and a uh, Clinton appointee on, on the on the 11th Circuit. The three-judge panel that decided Adams had two, two Obama appointees and the chief judge. So the three-judge panel in the original Adams decision was um, two Obama appointees and the chief judge, who is the Bush appointee, the Chief Judge filed a dissenting opinion, so he would not have held for Adam for uh, drew adams and so now you have a rehearing on bonk, which means all twelve judges are going to hear this case. You have the Chief Judge who filed a dissent, and you have six trump appointees so i 'm really concerned that they are going to overturn the panel opinion. If they do that, it will set up a conflict between the 11th Circuit and the 4th Circuit, and actually a few other circuits that have adopted the 4th Circuit's um, rationale. So you will have a circuit split, which really sets the stage for filing a Supreme Court um, challenge um, to these equal protection holdings. And I think that's the reason they got rid of the Title IX um, part in in the second Adams case, I think they wanted to clearly say this is an equal protection claim, have the equal protection issue directly before the Supreme Court. So that's where I see this going. And um, well, I'm going to do a deeper dive of this on Amicus Queriae, um because we could go into a lot of background and, and bring in other cases. But it's It's an ominous, um, it's an ominous uh, grant of rehearing on box.
0: I just got a chill down my spine hearing that, especially with that, you know, circuit split. So, and knowing the way this court is and knowing who wanted to grant cert in the Grimm case. So yeah, um, that's, that's, is an ominous. So as you've said before, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the legal stuff, right?
2: Yeah, we've got good and bad and I'm, I fear that we're going to have ugly.
0: Oh, God. Well, well. thanks, Jamie, for coming on, giving us a little bit of your time here with the Legal Minute times 11 or 12 today. So uh, anyway, that's it for this edition of Transformation Thursday. Uh, Jamie, I think it's time for us to say goodnight.
2: Goodnight, everyone.
0: Goodnight.